Industry Insider is only available at Promo Corner, the leader in digital marketing for the promotional products industry. Each Monday, they discuss, dissect, and debate a single issue impacting the world of promotional marketing from every industry perspective. Now, it's time for Promo Corner's Industry Insider. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider Podcast, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin. National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I'm joined today by three other lovely guests, but before we get to them, just want to mention our sponsor for today's show. We're brought to you today by Promoshow.com. What's that? You haven't heard of Promoshow? Are you serious? Come on now. <laughs> Promoshow is hosting its fourth themed trade show, which will be held on September 29th, mark your calendars, from 11 to 3 Eastern time. Uh, it's that time of the year where you want to say thank you for sticking with us through all this. God, 2020 is a year to be saying that. Um, and the theme for this show uh, is obviously that it's, it's that time of the year. So holidays, uh, so holiday gifts, promo shows a great way for distributors to meet face to face, camera to camera uh, with suppliers to talk about uh, current projects and get ideas on how to sell in the current climate. So distributors, if you're interested in attending that show, please be sure to go to promoshow.com and click the holiday show banner to register. And suppliers, if you're interested in getting a booth for that show, uh, contact sales at promocorner.com. Uh, if you're interested and uh, check out promoshow.com, the entire industry virtually. Uh, I'm joined today by Meg Erber, Big Meg, our favorite Meg Erber. What up? Big Meg. That's what my kids call me in front of their friends. I think they're cool. They're like, what's up, Big Meg? And I'm like, <laughs> do they, do they say it, though. How, how badly you would wreck them? They think, <laughs> no, they think I'm just like old and not cool and mean. I'll show them. <laughs> Man, they, they've got some things to learn. All right. They also do. joined by Stephen McFadden from Perfect Promotions and More. How are you, Stephen? Doing well. How are you? Hanging in, hanging in. Yeah, <laughs> it, is, it is a lovely day. We're also joined by Jason Lukash, the big dog over at Origadio, now with uh, Hub Pen and uh, just excited to sort of talk about all those, uh, everything that's happening with Hubpin. Obviously, there's uh, been a, a pretty pretty large acquisition uh, in, in the recent uh, days slash week or so. And uh, Jason, obviously, you've got uh, some history with, um, you know, through Orgadio with Shark Tank and all that good stuff as well. So why don't you just give us a quick rundown for anybody that's listening that doesn't know who you are or sort of your history and how you uh, sort of got into promo uh, anything fun that you can tell us to give you uh, give us a little bit of background on yourself would be awesome. I thought you guys said we were having Zuckerberg on. Uh, is a heavier, close uh, poor brother. <laughs> Live close to him, though. Um, so my name is Jason Lukash. Um, calling you or zooming from San Francisco Bay Area. Um, I started a company called Origadio in 2009, so 11 years ago, which seems like forever ago. Um, I bought from the promo industry for another five years before that uh, for BF Corp for North Face and Jansport out here in the Bay Area. Um, so I was was kind of always around promo. I wanted to start the promo industry, or I want to start the promo industry. I wanted to jump into the promo industry in 09 just to disrupt the hell out of it because um, the industry pissed me off. It still pisses me off because it's ass backwards and old school. Um, it's it's adapted and changed in the last couple of years, big time, but. Um, you know, when my partner Mike and I uh, jumped into the industry in 09, we said, everyone's doing it this way. Let's do everything the opposite way and just see what happens. Um, so we did that, um, got some pretty legit accolades across uh, the way to get there, 
Time Magazine's 50 Best Inventions of the Year. We're on Shark Tank and 11 Entrepreneur Magazine's Entrepreneur of the Year um, at some point, 2013, 2014. Um, and then we, uh, you know, we changed the way the promo industry went to market by creating products that were no minimum, no setup, digitally printed in three days or less um, in kick-ass retail packaging and uh, grew the business insanely well. We're in retail, about 5,000 retail stores, another like 22 countries around the world. Our product were, distrib or were distributed in and then um, pivoted the business and went full promo, like turned away, you know, we were working with Costco and Bed Bath Beyond and Urban Outfitters and said, screw you guys, we don't want to work in retail anymore because it's such a competitive industry we're doing really well in the promo industry so we went full promo in 13 2013 and then um grew it exponentially we're the fastest growing supplier in the industry by asi for like four or five years in a row and then sold it to hpg um hub pen as you were saying um but now it's just hpg uh, so people don't confuse <laughs> it with our pen brand in 20 september of 18th so it's been two years and then i head up marketing innovation partnerships, bunch of stuff at um, HPG. Um, and then I run our in-house ad agency, which is here in the Bay Area. And we're, uh, HPG is now about 1,100 employees strong across nine locations in the US or in North America. And um, yeah, some of the best like suppliers in the industry. I think uh, we're the eighth biggest supplier in the promo space now, largest hard wow. goods only supplier. Um, and uh, now I'm, shit, 16 years deep in promo. 11 directly five indirectly so hopefully that was a good enough background yeah so hub paint group yeah. hpg uh i i gotta be honest with you man they started making waves when i think when they they you know made the acquisition of org audio was really yeah. for me but uh you know there was there's been a bunch of acquisitions just in the last year i think or, or maybe a little bit a little beyond a year but uh definitely making waves and Number eight uh, is no joke. Uh, you know, if you guys keep going the way that you're going, you know, you'd be, you know, top five easily. Uh, yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, thanks for the intro. Um, the most recent acquisition, uh, you know, if you guys haven't heard, uh, HPG uh, acquired Hub, Hub Group, or I'm sorry, not Hub, uh, Web. And uh, so can you sort of give us a little bit of background with that or how maybe how acquisitions work? Because obviously acquisitions and mergers are like a big thing, you know, yeah. in the industry. it's one of the sticking points that everybody seems to continually talk about. So from a, from a group that's doing it, what, what does that look like internally? Like, how do you guys know when to acquire or, you know, is it something that, you know, when an opportunity comes, you just go at it or are yeah. you constantly looking for acquisitions? Yeah, we basically, just Venmo random people and see if they want to bite. And that's how we end up buying companies just via Venmo. Um, but no, so no, I would uh, do it. <laughs> you never accepted my bid yet, Jason. I've sent you Venmo a couple times for, yeah, for there's a reason we're not friends on Venmo. <laughs> um, so, uh, when, so let me give you like the background and how acquisitions work. So for Orgadio, um, when we were, uh, acquired we were we had offers from multiple companies on the supplier side in our industry and it's as you guys know it's a small industry so um people tried to buy uh larger suppliers tried to buy smaller suppliers to gain market share and customer databases decoration methods ip and whatnot when hpg was formed which was in 2017 with hub uh pen sold to a private equity firm um called 10x who's our pe backer still 10X decided to build a platform within the promotional products industry and add on layer on acquisitions to grow uh, their 
um, platform company, which was hub in the promo space. So they bought beacon, they bought Debco. Um, I'm trying to think in order they bought uh, best who was like the koozie Kings or whatever. Um, then Texas, they bought org, they bought handstands, they bought BCG and now we've bought web. So what we've done is taken a category approach and try to find the best hard goods suppliers for each of the respective categories. So org audio tech lifestyle, best koozies, hub pens beacon low cost um central distribution commodity products web personal care so uh that was a big sector we were missing uh sanitizers lip balms uh, mints candies um and web filled that void perfectly um with central distribution decorating web had a has been on a roller coaster ride especially in the last 12 months um since we started engaging with them uh specifically in the sanitizer market as you guys could imagine or one i don't even know what hand yeah either do i is, i just dump so. vodka on my hands but it works <laughs> as well too so these guys um they vertically manufacture hands sanitizer yeah nice hopefully it's web um if it, <laughs> if it isn't it's probably made by them so they vertically ma manufacture hand sanitizer from the ground up out of their egan minnesota facility and for us uh we wanted to jump onto that not just for the sanitizer craze that's going on now but um just vertically manufacturing an fda facility is great for personal care if we want to make shampoos conditioners i don't know whatever it is from a personal care product in the future we now have a facility to do that so long-winded answer jeff but it's kind of how acquisitions work and how we got to the web um one sure i wonder too no, oh, go ahead meg go ahead. Ahead. i was just going to talk about how you have that that new distribution center where you are making all these personal care items USA made. That's what people want. They don't yeah. right now, especially with everything coming from China, they don't want their personal care items coming from China. They want them to be here. So good for you guys of, of getting into that market space. Yeah, I'm definitely not yeah. using hand sanitizer coming from China. And I mean, the FDA shuts down every, well, it seems like every yeah. week now for all these sanitizers. Yeah, it's one of the reasons. Yeah, like you can't even get it if it's coming in. And Yep. Sorry. So, Jason, it sounds like uh, based on the places that you guys are, the, the companies that you guys have acquired, there was a strong uh, geographical play here too. Um, just looking about how they're spread out across the country. Maybe you can talk a little bit about some of that and then actually what you guys ha even had to do this year, um, you know, or just, you know, kind of combining different uh, factory spaces and whatnot, yeah. um, especially right now, you know, where I think, working from home and not even having yeah. full staff, stuff like that. Yeah. So speed to market is the most important thing in promo. Right. Um, so if you look at some of the big, the other people above us, like the top seven um, for non apparel, right. Uh, I won't name other suppliers, but there's like three of them. They all have pretty much like one massive distribution center, which is great, but speed is everything in our industry. So when Mike and I decided to sell the, HBG, one of the biggest reasons we want to sell was um, multiple DCs where we could produce and ship product and deliver two days or less anywhere in the US. So, your tagline, two days or less anywhere in the US, right? So, um, with <laughs> HBG. Are you two days in Montana? Actually, we are from Minnesota. It depends where in Montana. I'm a big Montana guy. So, it depends if you're in like Bozeman or Billings or Helena or Kalispell, yeah, but if you're in like rural Montana, like Big Fork or anywhere, it's there's an extra day involved. I'm talking about that to customers. I'm like, unless you're like the Duttons. And Wait, Catholic. are you in Montana? 
No, I'm in New Jersey. Hold on, are you throwing shade at Montana right now, Meg? No, no. It I, sounds uh, like you're throwing shade at Montana. If I'm yeah, buying a second house somewhere, I'm just going to get in <laughs> Maybe Montana. Maybe you might need that. You know, um, no, I love Yellowstone, greatest show on TV. So I always I kind of throw that into my pit. So go ahead. <laughs> um, I haven't watched Yellowstone. But, but uh, so two days were last anywhere in the U.S. So we had multiple DCs and um, that can decorate a like-minded product. So the same product that you buy from Org out of our Salt Lake City facility is decorated the same way I have our Toronto facility and the same way I have our uh, Massachusetts facility. So that's great for uh, speed to delivery. Mm-hmm. And then what we did strategically was Org idea, we ran out of Southern California for nine years. We shut down that facility mm-hmm. um, during covid um, and moved our production literally over a weekend to Utah and we're up and running for our business on Monday. Just, I mean, we're still shut down here in California. So it was kind of crazy. Um, and what we did was we permanently closed the California facility, um, because look at all the lost revenue we'd still be having by not being able to produce and ship product based on the, uh, Newsom's mandate here. So, um, by being part of HPG, we're able to do that and COVID's been crazy. We created our food brand, Batch and Bodega, which I spearheaded and was my baby for the last year during COVID. And that's been a great breath of fresh air. But um, without the power of HPG, like behind us, like shit like that wouldn't have happened. So how does that work? Because you're saying that you've got the same decoration capabilities in each of these locations. So when you're making acquisitions, like do those facilities already have that type of decoration equipment? Is yeah. that part of the requirement for you to acquire somebody or... Or, it's or a, purchasing new it's an excellent question. Usually when I do stuff like this, people don't ask good questions, but that was a good question, Jeff. Um, <laughs> sorry, Megan, Steven. Your questions were great too, but Jeff was great. Um, <laughs> so Meg just hates Montana. But um, <laughs> what we, uh, we look at that a little bit, Jeff, but we also can drop in the same equipment based on our relationship with our printers. Um, so sometimes they have it, sometimes they don't, and we'll end up buying it for that location. The big thing gotcha. too for us, like with web is ERP. They're on the same ERP for us. So there's no integration into NetSuite, which is amazing. And I know Ken Fu, our head of IT, is like saving some gray hairs from coming on his head from having to do that. So that was a big <laughs> part. But usually we end up buying the same decoration equipment and dropping it in that facility if they don't already have it. But most people in our industry print on the same platforms anyways, so. Sure. At least on the hard goods side. I have no idea how apparel is decorated, nor do I. I want to care, but you guys could educate me, I'm sure. Yeah. Meg, go ahead. I saw blank. <laughs> Blank's the way to go. <laughs> but so, look at all your skews, though. Look at your skews. No thanks. I know. No thanks. I know. Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. I, have, I do have a really cool question, but I'm going to wait because it's about um, one of your products. So I'm going to wait, but it's a really, it's a good Plus, question. you don't want to be the one that follows Jeff, who just had a really good question. Yeah, I know. I'm going to put another question. So I got it. Crappy question. All right, crappy question. Tell us a little bit about Batch and Bodega. <laughs> uh, um, okay, so no, it's a great question because it's an interesting story. So literally August of last year, I was walking around uh, we've, for years at Org prior to COVID have done like crazy um, trend shopping trips. So we go to like Japan and London and New York and everywhere to see what's going on at retail to help us create and inspire products. So a year ago, I was walking around Chelsea Market in New York. Um, if you guys have been to Chelsea Market, it's a great food hotspot. And there was, I was in a store with one of the um, gals on our team, Marissa, and uh, I was looking at all this amazing like 
craft snacks and i think we were just like starving i'm like why isn't any of this stuff in the pearl industry food in our industry sucks like i have received food in our industry as gifts forever and it's just like in a cellophane bag in a white box with like no nutrition information on it and last time i just put some random communist era food in my body right so i usually just throw it away or like just throw it away so (laughs) I said, you know, I think there would be something here if we could take cool food brands and bring them into the promo space. So we worked a year and developed Batch and Bodega, which we launched in August of this year, which is exactly that. We took really cool food brands that are in non-widespread distribution. So your hipster food companies and combined them into kits um, and paired promo products up with it. So we have 27 craft food manufacturers from across the country, small businesses, um, that aren't in like they might be in a couple whole food store but nothing like costco we actually end up dropping a couple brands because they're they got too big for us um took those products together combined them in to kits uh that are one piece minimum full digitally printed uh decorated and shipped within three days which is unheard of for food in our space and it's been gangbusters we've been killing it in two months and definitely it's it's the biggest launch hbg's ever had um, and it's probably the hottest thing I've ever been a part of. And we, uh, I feel like we did pretty well at org. So I'm super excited to see where it is. We've also taste tested countless food over the last couple of months. And, uh, I've, I've picked a couple of my favorites and, um, put it together. So we have 12 kits that just launched perfect for Q4 and crap. I wish I had this pre COVID cause shipping shelf stable food to people's houses on demand quickly. We'd be rolling in the dough. So, but we waited. Amy Smith, Amy Smith on Facebook says Rice Krispie Treats, question mark? Rice Krispie Treats. We have a Rice Krispie Treats that's like, it's probably bigger than my hand and I can palm a basketball and uh, from birds in Savannah, Georgia, it's like delicious Rice Krispie Treats. Well, see, Jason, what, what most people do before as when, they, when they're going to be a guest on the show, send your address usually, on usually they send going. us like a little care package and I didn't get that Rice Krispie treat. I'm kind of <laughs> Good things come to those who wait, young Jedi. Good things come to those who wait. <laughs> Fair enough. Meg, you had something to say? Yeah. So I don't know. In the beginning of the year, it was like right after Vegas, I think we were doing a recap, guys. And I was talking about what I thought was going to be the best promotional product of the year. And I said this based on before I even knew you, before I even knew where it was. I actually didn't even think I knew where it was coming from at the time. And the reason why I thought it was the best promotional product, I thought it was the best self-promo for any salesperson or any company. It was the nugget dipper. <laughs> the dip trip. The dip trip. Yeah. Hey. How did that come about? Did you just see it at the Hong Kong show and you're like, I have to no, have that? Or you really like me, you go all day without eating and you're like, if I don't go home, I'm going to go home so hangry that you stop at McDonald's or Chick-fil-A, you grab some fries, you shove them down your throat, <laughs> you kind of dip in the thing, it's sliding all over the place. You try to hide the mess when you get home. Unfortunately, it's a given when you have Chick-fil-A sauce all over you. So I've been saying from day one how if COVID hadn't hit, I'm telling you, I don't know. Oh that product would have been the product of the year i still want one by the way it still is the product <laughs> of the year in my mind i was yeah. driving down the freeway with sushi between two pieces of chopsticks trying to I dip it in soy good. sauce no yeah. um <laughs> so I, <laughs> I was on shark tank um many moons ago and then um we have always been hit up by fellow shark tank companies to try to jump in the promise space so um these guys were on shark tank um and we saw the product we're like this has got promo written all over it. They, they do well with it at retail. So we, uh, we end up license, doing a licensing deal with them. And then 
launched it in January at PP AI and uh, it's called the dip trip. So it's a portable uh, sauce condiment holder for when you're driving 90 miles an hour down the freeway, you can dip your nuggets in ranch and it clips into your air vent on your car. And uh, I agree with you, Meg, like if COVID didn't happen and people actually went places, it would be game over, but COVID right. happened. I know. Yeah. You guys been I'm, to a Chick-fil-A recently? This morning. No. There's not even one by me. <laughs> like a week or two ago. Why? What's uh, there's, the line off. always wraps around the building like six times. So quick. Even yeah. now. Like it's we crazy to me. Hey, I have a testimonial about that actually. I know we don't like doing like individual product stuff, but one of our um sales girls was it follows this uh she's like a social influencer on Instagram. And Chick-fil-A in different locations were doing like the first, uh, they were selling their, their sauces in like large uh, containers. Mm. And the first like, you know, 100 people uh, could, that purchased a large sauce container would get a dip trip. And um, she actually was one of those people that was there like 30 minutes before they opened. It's dark outside and she's like doing a whole story with this thing. She gets a dip trip. And then um, so our sales girl reaches out to her and is like, hey, like, you know, we carry those. And she's like, all right. So she starts to sell them through her social influencer oh, like, nice. space. And within uh, six hours, the girl had pre-sold 780 of these dip trips. And by the end, so she kept doubling her order. So we ended up getting a big order just because of the dip trip craze. That's awesome. It was, it was it's done awesome. really well. I know we didn't order for Whataburger. Um, Shout out to Jenna. And Heinz, we've done a couple big ones for. So it's out there. I just have no idea where it's going. So that's awesome to hear the Chick fil A scenario. It's yeah. made for Chick fil A. If you did an order for Whataburger, I bet you Bill Petrie has a dip trip. I'm sure he does. But <laughs> I also like, I don't like Whataburger. So sorry, Bill, if you're listening. Not Whataburger oh, fan. Fired. He knows this. He knows this. I was like, you guys have that combo on, on your yeah, podcast. Talk about well, you're, this, yeah. If you're Cali, you're an In N Out guy, right? I am. I mean, In-N-Out's good. I'm not a big fast food guy, but um, if I'm going fast food, I'm going In-N-Out because it's actually like, I don't know how Whataburger's production process works, but like, you know, you can watch it be made. Can what? Can you at Whataburger? I have no idea. Exactly. I don't know. If you you're, don't you're know, now more of a uh, hipster junk food type of guy. Yeah, I'm a shelf-stable. <laughs> I'm a shelf-stable snack guy. <laughs> well, listen. Since we talked Chick Fil A, we'll just say Chick Fil A is literally the only fast food. There's Chick -fil nothing else out there. Chick-fil-A is delicious, yes. There's really just no Chick-fil-A's by Their me. fries yeah. aren't that great, though. I'm, they're always soggy. I'm sorry. Yeah. sorry. Yeah. Meg, we're not friends anymore. I sorry. literally get the salad when I go to Chick-fil-A because it's so, bang. Their salad's good. J Jason, uh, Brandon Petrich wants to chime in. He thinks he's got a good question for you. I have no idea what this pertains to, but I'm going to read it anyways. When is Sizzlin' with Sharon airing again? Hashtag bring her back. <laughs> oh. Um, so Sharon Schiffel Hoover is uh, in sales at HPG. She did a, an episode called Sizzling with Sharon where she cooked food in her kitchen and um, with Beacon products and like made all these like traditionally like Midwest dishes, um, like a hot, a hot pot or a hot baker. I can't remember what it is, um, but it did really well. So just for you, Brandon, maybe she'll do a private one-on-one uh, cooking lesson with you so i'll see if i can set that up for you but it will be coming back soon uh, she just needs new recipes to formulate i figured you'd be be a good person to ask this as a kind of a, a different direction question you do a lot of traveling you know i used to do a lot of traveling 
um, at, you mentioned uh, you'd go overseas uh, yeah. several times a year. Can you allude to some of the impact on just this year? I mean, have you yeah. been grounded since March? <laughs> yeah, so I'm uh people know me, I'm a, I'm a frequent, I'm about 200,000 miles a year on United. And, um, you know, I haven't been on a plane. I was in Maui, uh, March 5th till St. Patty's day. The last flight I was on was March 17th. And, um, it's crazy. Uh, I have no desire to go on a plane anytime soon. I granted I have a three month old and a, a two year old. So, um, it's it's crazy how much COVID has impacted the travel industry. And for me, this is the longest I've been home in with my 15 years, right? And uh, it's weird, um, but I think it's changed the way that the travel industry is affected. Um, I have a lot of family in the travel industry, and the uh, the sectors. It's it's probably five years till it comes back to pre-COVID levels in my mind. Um, for our industry, what I think you're going to see in January is you know you may earlier like the hong kong china shows like you know i was like three or four times a year in china we'd go to shows like origadio and hbg well origadio we never de developed products by just like picking stuff out from the china shows which the majority of our industry does i think in january at ppi and asi or asi is not happening but ppi is for now um i saw your bell and tone one um <laughs> i don't think it should personally in my mind but um sorry paul um I think you'll see a lot less product be launched in our industry this year because people oh, weren't yeah. able to go to the Canton fair and Hong Kong fair. Um, and that was the main sourcing method. So I, I think our industry is, it's going to take longer to come back because there's not going to be an influx of new product for us at Oreg, just like some vision for next year. We're not actually launching a lot of product um, intentionally because we think the stuff we launched this year didn't get a fair shot. So we want to give it a, a secondary sales cycle and see how it performs. But Travel's impacted our industry like crazy. Um, I think trade shows are kind of a thing of the past, the, the virtual trade show concept. You talk about the promo show. I think that's a great way things should be done in the future. And I mean, look at all the businesses, especially here in San Francisco, that are foregoing their office space, right? They don't need to have sales guys on the road. Zoom is now a term, right? Like Kleenex, like let's Zoom. Um, and uh, I think this is the way that social interaction and travel and the whole industry is going to be changed for the future. So for and me, it's weird being home because I like have groceries and have my clothes <laughs> in a closet, but it's awesome because I didn't need to travel as much before. And a lot of industries, I think I would agree with you that, uh, you know, things, the trade, the thing, the way the trade show is sort of uh, past tense, but I think with our industry being such a yeah. touchy feely, type of tactile uh, industry, how, how can it possibly be the way of the future? I mean, I, I think there's too much personal interaction with the actual product itself for yeah. trade shows to just go away. I definitely think trade shows are overdone. Yeah. But you actually see this industry going full, full virtual at some point? No, like, I think this industry should be, I mean, uh, was in the electronics industry. It should be like the electronics industry. CS, one massive show. That's it. You don't need little road shows. You don't need like, sorry, ASI, but you don't need like four ASI shows. There should be like one PP, big PPAI show. It shouldn't be in January in my mind. It should be in the summertime because for suppliers on our side, as you guys know, it's so hard with Q4 and then you rush into launching products and it's never done properly. They should move it to summertime or late spring um, and, and maybe the ASI one in the fall. And that's it. Two big shows um, with 
maybe Jeff, like MLRs will still be on the road. Cause I agree with you. It's such a touchy feely industry. You need to feel, you know, the quality of apparel. You need to taste snacks, right? You need to smell. You need to hear how great that speaker sounds. You need to like put hats you know? on your head and smell you, things. You need to feel the energy, you know? Yeah. Yes. You need to eat that Rice Krispie treat. You know what I'm exactly, saying? Exactly, right? <laughs> we can also ship them to people's houses. But anyways. Um, I was going to ask, I wonder if the byproduct of this is going to be just crazy samples. Like just crazy. I think it is. My sample budget, I haven't been like smacked yet, but like I'm just, Look at I can't, I'm, they're saving money on my like gas bill. Not yeah, my gas bill, yeah. Like, just move the funds. Watch, yeah, watch everyone's P and L on the sample line and the freight line travel like this, right? So, yeah. I don't know, Jeff. Yeah. Like, I bet you a couple big industry shows. That's all you really need. I think you'll see a lot of the small stuff fade away. Yeah, I mean that's the approach we've shame. taken. Anyways, yeah. with the eye shows, we typically only do one or two of them, and we'll sort of flip flop you know, a couple times, you know, here and there. Like, yeah. And we only do it because like, we feel an obligation to do it because AS has a good partner for us, you know, yeah. but like, honestly, like that Orlando show, it's like, it's terrible. It used I'll to not say. be. It used to be one of my It used to be great. Shows. It used to be great, yeah. but two big later. shows competing with each other in each month. I think AS, yeah. if one of them moved to a different season, that'd be a great show. I think you're right on that. I think the problem is it's they want one on the they want to be the first on on either coast to have something for both people. And I, you know, I'm in New Jersey. I, I have like the Mid Atlantic yeah, yeah. for the most part, South whatever. I still get a very big portion of people that go right. to Vegas over Orlando. It's really that like southeast and for us crowd too. It's so hard because we would do PSI in Dusseldorf, which is the same week, and CS. So it's like this trade show trifecta happening that week. And like yeah. ASI is always the one like, let's just like do the, the booth that we can set up in 20 minutes at ASI and take down in five, right? Because we want to focus on CS and these other shows. So with, you know, so much noise leaving the ecosystem now, if PPI does happen in January, it's going to be where everyone's focus is. But I saw on like Facebook, the Facebook promotional products group, like everyone's like, are you going to Vegas? And yeah, there's like 800 it. comments. And the majority, I would say based on skimming, 60 to 65 percent or knows maybe yeah and, and i think it's because it's so fluid right now and yeah in our company everyone's kind of waiting to the last minute to figure out what they want to do a is is it going to be safe yeah and that, it depends on who you ask is it going to yeah. be B, is nevada going to be shut down is las vegas yeah. going to be shut down and if a it is safe and all those three things are open fine then they have the show but at that point the damage is already done the damage has been done Correct. all 20. A, can the distributors afford to come? B, do the suppliers want to spend that money to have nobody come see their stuff? They spend a lot of money. Like Yeah, yeah. Oh, our, we're in a quarter million dollars. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Easy. So it's like, do we want, we, it's all about ROI. So if we can't get that ROI, and that's unfortunate because I, I like, I want to go. I am, I love the trade shows. I mean, there's Me different too. personalities. Like I, for me being an extrovert and being the person that I am and like I love to hug people like it's so hard for me I haven't left my office I mean I'm like showing you this but it's all <laughs> it's such a pretty yeah. office by the way Meg yeah, it's yeah. beautiful I love those <laughs> burns did you, did you clean up <laughs> so like you know and I I but then come April I haven't been home maybe a week so it's like ah oh, you know and then this this year was a little different obviously and but I, we're seeing all these little trade shows pop up, outdoor ones, virtual yeah. ones. And then we're trying to do, I mean, I'm personally trying to do as many as I can since I'm not going out and see customers, but 
then we're doing this. We're doing all this Zoom stuff and we're making it fun. And then on, then you have all the backlash. Is Zoom fatigue real? Well, yeah, everything. We can sit in front of our effing computers for 12 hours a day for the last six months. Yeah. What we do in excess is going to be fatigue, but this is what we have. Yeah. Like, this is like the era of the Jetsons. Like, this is Imag- we- Yeah, imagine if this didn't happen. We'd be, like, <laughs> we'd be like faxing and mailing stuff to people. Like, yeah. I mentioned that a lot. Like, if Zoom this would happen 10 years ago, yeah. this oh. would have been. Cr- just terrible it'd be awesome because i'd just be like sleeping on the couch (laughs) yeah so well while we're talking about trade shows you guys heard of that awesome holiday trade show that's coming up right it's virtual so you don't have to worry about traveling or jumping on that plane for to do to to do your two hundred thousand miles you know uh i think it's uh promoshow.com right you guys hear about that yeah dot edu or dot com no 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 just just dot com okay promoshow.com that's Awesome. So listen, Promo Show is hosting their fourth theme trade show, which will be held mm-hmm. on September 29th, 11 to 3 Eastern time. Uh, it's that time of the year, like I said, where you just want to say thank you for sticking it out with us for 2020. Hey, we got through it together. We're mm-hmm. resilient. Uh, you know, we're an awesome industry. We'll make it through. Uh, but listen, if you're looking for thank you gifts and things like that, uh, this is definitely the place to look for that stuff. Uh, it's a holiday, holiday gift theme show. Promo show is a great way for distributors to meet face-to-face and camera-to-camera uh, with suppliers to talk about current projects, to get those ideas on how to sell in this current climate. Uh, so distributors, please go to pr- uh, promoshow.com uh, and click on that holiday show banner at the top. And then suppliers, uh, if you're interested in a booth for that show, uh, email sales at promocorner.com if you're interested in a booth. Promoshow.com, the entire industry virtually. Uh, do you guys have any closing uh, questions for Jason? Oh, just congrats on all the, the successes and the expansion Thanks, of HPG man. and uh, excited to see uh, how the new releases and the new partnership with uh, uh, Web goes. I think that's awesome for you. Thanks. All. Bill just Bill just texted me and said, Whataburger is better than In-N-Out and always will be. Your ketchup's great. That's about it. But no, thanks for having me. Thanks for hating Montana. Jeff, thanks. Honestly, I think that the web um, acquisition is going to be great. I think Dan is great. I think the people, they're like a family there and he sticks up for his people when, and I love that. I love that he has his people's back. And I just want to make one little comment. Um, Ms. Zasman from Zoom Catalog um, said the suite of 2020 HPG catalogs are amazing. Some of the best we've seen. So thanks for the shameless plug. Yeah, like other people just like throw products in front of you. It's on, it's online, by the way. Um, you don't have to get <laughs> mailed one, FYI. But uh, yeah, no, we spend a lot of money on photography all in-house. And like Adele and Jeff who do our photography, they do a phenomenal job. Like our pictures are just sexy as hell. <laughs> oh, I'm getting all. Look at that Rice Krispie Treat picture. <laughs> just when you see the marshmallow and butter dripping from it, you're going to be like, Jason was right. Yeah. I'm so hungry. No, thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Awesome. Yeah. Jason, so good to have you. Uh, I wish you all the best of luck. Uh, you know, things have gone really well. I don't think my my wishes of luck is going to be uh, of any value to you. You guys are doing it uh, all on your own completely. Uh, but man, I really appreciate you taking the time, waking up early uh, yeah. you know, from West Coast to be on the show. Um, but yeah, man, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. And hopefully we'll share our dinner in Vegas again at some point if there's a trade show ever in the yeah, future. If there's ever a trade show again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. Take care. Bye-bye.
Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.